What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. What is up, everyone? This is episode number 33 of the John Cast podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. It's kind of a impromptu episode, I guess you could say. We're going to be talking about the Badgers ending of the game and the handshake line between Michigan and Wisconsin. We'll actually talk a little bit about the Badgers as well. But of course, Juwan Howard slaps Joe Krabenhoff. There were words exchanged before that. We were going to break it all down for you here in just a, in a second. But a reminder that the John Cast podcast is brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison. You can check out their three locations in Madison, also Milwaukee, Seattle, and Denver. And um, they recently had a slice featured uh, in honor of Mardi Gras. The jambalaya, a fiery pizza topped with pepper jack, rice, chicken, celery, green and red peppers, onions, and some sausage. I can't pronounce, but it looked delicious. And a reminder that Ian's Pizza and myself and this podcast are teaming up to give someone a brand new 4K television for playing our bracket contest. You can find the link at my blog, johncastpodcast.com. And uh, we also got the link out on social media. But you can sign up and uh, enter our bracket contest when it starts in March, and uh, you can earn bonus points by listening to the podcast. It's all explained at the website, johncastpodcast.com. Also, this is week number three of the T-shirt release with Scani, and this week's T-shirt release is honoring the home city of your favorite Milwaukee basketball player. It's an Athens, Greece T-shirt. It's forest green, has the map of Greece with the city of Athens ID'd. Go pick up a shirt for you, a friend relative a neighbor whomever and help support the podcast and it's a pretty cool looking shirt and once again it's that tri-blend that soft soft cotton but uh, as you can see if you're watching on spotify my guest today is jim polzine of the wisconsin state journal jim covers the wisconsin badger men's basketball team he joins me today jim what's going on not much thanks for having me i i've uh been admiring from afar and i'm i'm uh, honored to be a, a guest well, I thank you for for joining me on short notice because I was calling the women's basketball game uh, in Columbus, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, producer Sean Preble tells me, "Hey, did you see what happened at the end of the Badger men's game?" I'm like, "No, when? Wait, wait, did I miss a game? What happened? What's going on?" I'm like, yeah, they were playing right now. I'm like, really? What happened? He told me, and then I looked at my phone, and then afterwards, I just had people come up and say, "Hey, did you see what happened?" And it was such a a, a crazy thing that happened and if you don't know i mean we can break it down if you want let's share my screen right now let's just get right to it if you're watching on spotify you can watch along with us but everything was going fine it actually you know you have to go back right to um coach guard calling a timeout because michigan had a man-to-man press um not a full court press according to juan howard but here let's uh actually play what happened at the end here in the handshake line and of course we see everybody let me turn this down. We see everybody shaking hands, and then they stop and talk to each other, Juwan and Greg, and then Juwan's got the finger pointing. I'm sure you've seen this video a thousand times by now, um, Jim. Yeah. When you watch this video, and, and it doesn't really erupt until Juwan goes after Krabenhoff, I mean, what do you think when you see this video? Well, and that's just one video too, right? Like I've seen so many different angles now, and even last night I was my wife – was not didn't watch the game because my son had a basketball tournament so she's trying to get the breakdown of what happened to me and we had big 10 basketball beyond on and 
I ended up rewatching videos and you almost have to watch specific people to see yeah. where they go because guys disappear in the fray. Um, you know, I guess my overall take is that it's unfortunate. Uh, it's embarrassing for Juwan Howard. I wrote that this morning or yesterday, basically. And it's, it's just unnecessary. This all could have been avoided, I think, um, by a lot of people in some ways, but Juwan Howard is clearly the person that made it go over the top and he's going to, I think, end up paying a, a significant price for that. Uh, what do you think that price will be? I don't know. Like I wrote in my column that I thought five games would be not over the top. Now there's been some people that have put out stuff on, on Twitter about kind of some verbiage in the big tens um, discipline policy that two games is the max they can hand out. I think it's a little more complicated than that. I think Michigan and big, the big 10 could combine to make a bigger penalty. I think the big 10 even could view this as a more severe um, case of, of, of poor discipline and, and build on a two game suspension. Cause like, I don't know, two games to me doesn't seem enough, particularly if other people get suspended, whether it's players who threw punches, if they're going to somehow reprimand um, Joe Krabenhoff, Shreve Chambliss was in that mix too. Another UW assistant, Greg Gard, you know, what's his role. So again, you gotta, I don't know where to start. I think you start with um, the minimum suspension for whoever you think is, is worthy of a suspension. And then you build from there. I just think there's, Howard's discipline has to be significantly higher. When you throw a, a I'm calling it a strike. He didn't punch. It was yeah. a slap. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been using um, the the word struck. Um, you can't do that. And and frankly, there's a little bit of a history of Juwan Howard looking for fights in this league. He got into it with Mark Turgeon during a game last year, the Maryland coach at the time, um, and was ejected and and not disciplined, even though you know he was ejected didn't leave the court right away. Um, it just, it, it was ugly and received no punishment from the big 10 for it. So, you know, there's a little bit of a, um, a history here. And I, I think the big 10 needs to take that into account. Yeah, I, I think so too. And the two games just doesn't seem like enough. Now I've seen some people online talk about, well, Greg, I think even was it, um, it was a basketball writer. I forget who it was right now. Um, everybody kind of weighed in, so I don't blame you for being, yeah, I know every, I saw so many different tweets, but basically it said that, you know, guard, if guard doesn't touch Juwan Howard, cause there is that other video by Pablo Iglesias, I believe, yeah. uh, local media here in Madison. And, you know, you can hear Juwan Howard's like saying basically something to the effect of don't touch me. Um, now there was also Zach Heilprin, I believe is how you pronounce Zach's name. Also put out a video of several times where the two have, you know, touched arms or knuckles or, you know, respected each other and, and had a conversation um, on the sideline there. So some people are saying Greg Gard should not have touched Juwan Howard. And to me, that seems really crazy because in Greg Gard's mind, you know, he's trying to de-escalate the situation. And that is something that sometimes people do, especially in a loud arena. If you want to talk to somebody, you sometimes have to bring them in to talk to them. So when I saw people actually putting some of the blame on guard, I thought to myself, well, that just seems like almost a normal thing. If you're in a loud environment and you need to get close to somebody, sometimes you might touch their elbow, their whatever. And he's just trying to explain to him, hey, listen, this is this was the case. And so it's, I mean, it's clearly Jawan Howard, in my opinion, the one that that instigated this all by by starting with, you know, the the sour grapes on the whole end of the game. And then he escalated it even further by by, you know, taking on Joe Krabenhoff with a swing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's 
a couple things I want to know, like what did Krabenhoff say? I think that's right. important here. And you can't tell, I didn't see any video of that. Um, I would love a closer view of that, um, all those bodies together to see who initiated contact and, and where mm -hmm. people are coming from. I, you know, I, I, I would hope the Big Ten is taking a close look at that. But back to your point about guard, I, I agree with you. Here's some more context is that there's no bad blood between Juwan Howard and Greg Gard before this, right? They've had a history of, um, they've, they've probably coached against each other four or five times. Um, it's always been great after the game. So I don't know that Greg Gard was anticipating an, an issue. Um, as Juwan Howard's walking by and he says, I'll remember that, doesn't even look at him. I think Greg Gard, and, and this is, again, like, John, you know Greg Gard. Those of us who follow his program know Greg Gard. He has no history of of any bad behavior when it comes to other coaches or teams, um, which I think is also important context. And I think he was just trying to explain what was going on, trying to explain himself to, to Juwan Howard. In retrospect, should he have done that? Probably um, no, but only when you add the context of Juwan Howard swinging at one of his assistants. Right. Greg Gard possibly couldn't have known at that point that that was going to escalate into that. Um, so, yeah, I think people – a lot of Michigan fans are in my Twitter timeline – pointing the blame at Greg Gard and, you know, is there a shred of Greg Gard could have handled this better? Yes. Um, but let's not lose sight of the fact that Juwan Howard, for a lot of reasons, not just, not just, this is pre-slap I'm talking. Um, right. Let this get out of control. Like uh, not to get too winded here, but I kind of thought there was a problem when, when Greg Gard called the timeout, I was watching this all kind of play out and I saw, Juwan Howard didn't even address his team. He stared at the UW bench almost that entire time out. Mm. And I was going to tweet something at the time, but I'm like, well, I'm, I'm basically speculating here, and that's that's not really fair. But I'm, in my head, I was like, why is he upset about a timeout when he's he's full-court pressuring um, Wisconsin's third stringers? And, you know, so step one is Juwan Howard – continue to do that playing to the final buzzer. I have no problem with that. You know what? He's a coach coach all 40 minutes, but then don't get mad when the other coach coaches all 40 minutes. Um, and my other point would be that, you know, it, he clearly after the game, usually the coaches are the first to meet each other, right? Mm -hmm. Game ends. One coach meets the other coach. Greg guard or John Howard went to the end of his handshake line and slowly made his way through. So that probably should have been another indication that, you know, he was upset um, and not handling it well. Probably should have just not gone through the handshake line if he knew that that he was that angry. But again, that's not a good look either. No, uh, you know, it's I think the context was important to what you what you talked about. There was everyone blaming guard, but they're only blaming guard because they've seen the full video of Howard reacting. Yeah. And it's just like you said, you got to bring yourself into that space and into that moment where guard isn't thinking that Jawan Howard is is going to go irate. You know, he obviously noticed right away that he was upset. He was trying to stop, you know, trying to comfort that, uh, you know, that anger, I guess, and, and try to explain himself. So there was that. So it's just funny because the fans will say like, well, he started that. No, he started like. I don't, I don't know how you can start a melee by trying to explain yourself and touching. And Juwan Howard, just he wanted the last word. Like he wanted, like I'm going to remember that or whatever. And that's what he wanted the the outcome of the situation to be like. Like he was he was the one that that won that situation. You know what I mean? Like I got the last word, and I'm going to leave. And um, 
And that's not how it turned out. And and no one could have expected the coach to take a swing. Now, like what you said, I, I don't know what was said. There were players also around the area. I don't know if someone, there's so many bodies. It was, it was really tough to tell, you know, if someone was touching someone, someone grabbing someone, you had no idea what anyone was saying either. So, I mean, the league probably has a, a lot, a lot to look through. Like, how do they investigate this? Do they actually go talk to those involved or what's that process? Hope, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, John. I would hope so though. I would hope that they're looking at that video from, every angle. I would hope that they're interviewing every mm-hmm. person who was in that mix. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, that Joe fan doesn't know. Like there's um, Shane Burgess is the UW. Uh, I don't even know what his game operations guy. Basically he, he makes sure that everything in a game runs correctly. He mm-hmm. just happens to have a, a seat right there at the scores table. He was in that mix trying to separate and trying to be the peacemaker. Um, and I, you know, I don't know how he avoided not getting any punches. I know Kyle Blackburn is one of their assistants, not, you know, not a actual on-court assistant, but on the staff, um, he ended up, it looked like with kind of a bloody lip. So I think he got mm. kind of caught in the mix. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of people to talk to. I don't expect anything today. Um, I would, I would think, I, I know they're saying that they want to act quickly on this, but I would, I would hope they take their time and do it right. And my guess is tomorrow, Tuesday would be when, when stuff comes down. You know, you also talked about, um, you know, what led to the timeout and that was that, that man to man, that full court press and not a press according to Juwan Howard, right? Uh, Not according to Juwan Howard. Yeah. He says it was not a full court press, but I mean, when you, when you look at it from that perspective, it, it, it's, it gets even murkier or it's, it's more difficult to try to figure out what, what's going on in Juwan Howard's head, honestly, like if you just step back and try to look at it, because like you said before, and I think this is this is the the one thing that that is kind of almost the trump card in all of this between the two fan bases or between the conversations of those who believe strongly in one way or the other. If you want to defend your guy or whatever, if that's what you're getting to, um, is that Juwan Howard was still playing hard, you know, with some yeah. starters in the game. Like how he doesn't realize what his role at the end of the game was is kind of baffling to me. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a basketball guy. How, how does he, how do you think he doesn't recognize that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I did ask him that. Like I wanted the first question to him um, and was fortunate enough to get it. And I want, it was a two-parter because I wanted to, because the, the players in the room, Hunter Dickinson um, and Devonte Jones were saying someone was unhappy with how the game ended, how it got extended. And I, you know, I knew that that was John Howard, but I wanted John Howard to go on the record with that. So that was part one of my question. And I kept the microphone knowing that there was going to be a natural follow-up and the follow-up was, if you wanted the game to get over as quickly as possible, why are you in a full court press? And that's where he played a little bit of a word dance with me and said, well, that wasn't a press it's man to man. We call it a five. Um, But again, Press is short for pressure. They're in a full court pressure situation. Yeah. He's getting away um, from the point. He's trying to yeah. dance around the actual question there. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, again, like coach till the end, I guess my defense of Greg guard would be he's got five seldom used players out there. A couple walk-ons in the mix um, who have already turned the ball over once. And we're within four seconds of turning over again. And Greg guard can, correct that by calling a timeout and resetting the 10 second backcourt clock. Mm -hmm. Um, And also a chance to instruct his players, you know, 
I've had a lot of people say, well, why do that when you're up 15? It doesn't matter what the final score is. And I agree with that. But you're also coaching guys that deserve to be coached. Like those third stringers deserve to be coached as hard as the first stringers. And they also deserve the chance not to be embarrassed in the in the right. final seconds. And that's what was going to happen with another turnover. It was going to be back-to-back turnovers. And Greg Gard took the chance to go over and talk. I'm sure Greg Gard would have preferred a 30-second timeout there. And, and for the game not to go to commercial, CBS went to commercial. And it just – it extended it more than it had to be. I'm sure Greg Gardner preferred, hey, come over. Let's do this. you got 10 seconds now. Boom, yeah. it's over. And then there was another foul after that. It just, again, I, 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 don't, I, I don't see any way you can justify Juwan Howard's actions leading up to the slap. Certainly not the slap, but even leading up to it. If you're going to get mad at Greg Gard, then call off the dogs yourself. I just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't add up to me. I am also curious, like you said, what was said yeah. that put Howard over the top to go reach for somebody else. But even then, like y- you would have thought perhaps in the, in the post-game press conference, and maybe he didn't even want to address the slap at all, but y- you would have thought he would have said, you know, at least explained what enraged him a little bit. Like I heard somebody say this or somebody did that. And I didn't, you know, like there was, wasn't, there was none of that if I'm correct. Right. In the post-game. No, I was talking to a friend about this morning. I, I, in retrospect, I feel like I, um, I could have asked a diff- another question. Like I, the question I wanted to ask this morning, because here's what, just some background. John Howard said, what well, kind of explaining the initial situation was that he felt threatened when Greg Gard grabbed his arm. He felt threatened. You don't touch, you don't touch another man. It was, it's kind of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fair. My follow up to that would have been John. I'm very confused because. You're saying that you felt threatened when Greg touched you, but Greg's not the one that you that you reached out and struck. It was one of his assistants, you know, moments later. So that's why I'm a little bit confused that I don't see where Juwan Howard should have felt threatened when there were two to three people between him and Joe Krabenhoff, and he reached over and and slapped Joe Krabenhoff. So that's another thing that doesn't add up, and I really regret not having that question in because again it would have it would have not only would you know for Juwan Howard to kind of explain a previous answer but also maybe there's something to Joe Krabenhoff's role in this and and he could have shed some more light on was something said you know um again like the one thing I can't get past is it's not like Howard and Krabenhoff are face to face and there's contact between them there was a full-out reach over people to make that contact so not a great look yeah. Uh, and then, um, I mean, there'll be some player suspensions too, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Wisconsin's Jacoby Neath threw a punch. Um, I don't know the order. It, it might've gone Michigan's Terrence Williams, uh, Wisconsin's Jacoby Neath, Michigan's uh, Musa Diabate. I think that's the order. Somehow in that mix, Sharif Chambliss ended up on, like, if you, like, again, like I, I've watched this probably 25 times. Sharif Chambliss ends up, on top of a Michigan player. And I don't know if he gets pushed from behind or what, but that sets off Howard even more. Like Howard has gotten pushed back. And then you see him kind of take a beeline towards the Michigan bench because there's a scrum of bodies that is blocked to the video camera. It's just, I don't know what happened there. And I don't know if there's, I would think the Cole Center might have video coming from the other direction that might shed some more light on that. Um, But it's it's really hard to sort out what, what exactly happened. You know, it's fun because you mentioned uh, at the start of this interview that I think the Big Ten has that two-game max that they can suspend. Yeah. Um, so it, let's say that wasn't even uh, a thing, like the, the two games didn't exist. 
and you were commissioner. Like if I was commissioner, like I would say he's got to be done. How many games are left in the season? The rest five. of the season, yeah, for five sure. Regular, the rest of the, I would start five regular there. Season, yeah, five regular yeah. season. I think and that's what I put in the column. And again, that's you know I'm writing that an hour after the game. Um, yeah. But five just seemed like a fair. You're close enough to the end of the regular season. Five games. Let him coach in whatever postseason, the Big Ten tournament, sure. whatever. Um, that seems like enough to me. Do I think he's going to get five games? I don't. I, I really don't, in part because of that Big Ten two-game limit. Michigan might add to it. Um, okay. their, their statement was pretty strong yesterday. The AD came up with a statement a couple after, hours after the game, um, and it was a it was a verbal spanking to Juwan Howard without saying as much. I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty strong statement. So I could see a Big Ten two, Michigan two combined and make it four games. Give okay. him one more game at the end of the season. I don't know. But again, like to me, if you're going to suspend Jacoby Neath and the two Michigan players for a game, I don't know. The unknowns here are do Greg Gard, Sharif Chambliss, um, and Joe Krabenhoff get any suspension? If, if the answer is one to any of those, the answer can't be two to Juwan Howard. It can't sure. be a within sure. one game limit. It's got to be more. And the other thing for the Big Ten, really they have to factor in here, is that if you suspend multiple UW assistants – um, depending on how you do that, you're crippling this team heading into a game Wednesday at Minnesota, a team that's in the middle of a Big Ten title race. And I think that'd be unfair. Now, maybe you, maybe if you decide that Krabenhoff, Chambliss, and Guard need to be suspended or some combination, you do one for the Minnesota game, one for the Rutgers game. Okay. Um, and again, that's that's purely speculation. I'm not even right. saying that those guys should be suspended at all. I I want to s- learn more about the situation, but if that's if that's the answer, if you're going to send a message, if Kevin Warren's going to send a message and and kind of both sides this this issue, um, you got to be careful about how you dole out that punishment because again, Jawan Howard needs to be the one that's that's punished uh, significantly more than anybody else in that arena. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. Is this one of the craziest? I mean, this has got to be the craziest type of. I can't even remember. Have they had any sort of melees before? Like, I can't even no. think of any. No, the thing I was, I, was, I was driving home last night, to me, the, the only time, um, the only comparison was when Bo retired late on a Tuesday night. Completely different situations, but just sure. from my perspective, um, he walks in there at 10, 15, 10, 30 on a Tuesday night. Nobody knows he's going to retire. He retires. And for, for me professionally, I'm in complete scramble mode. And yeah. I felt a little bit that way yesterday. The difference is it's a noon game. Um but it, it was weird because, like you said earlier, there's so many opinions being weighed on Twitter. There's so many um, videos coming out where you're trying to dissect and stuff. Uh, my t- my Twitter timeline's a mess. Like I I tweeted out something at 2:01, basically, basically, which which I still I stand by the statement. I don't understand why Juwan Howard was so salty about the timeout when he still is in a full court press situation. That thing has like 7,000 likes and counting right now. <laughs> So like, you know, anybody who uses Twitter, my timeline is just, it's a mess. And, you know, so yeah, I would say I was a little bit overwhelmed for a good three, four hours yesterday. And it felt a little bit like the bow night, Um, but nothing, nothing compares to this in terms of melee and the shame too, John. And I, you know, I wrote this a bit of my column. There was so much good stuff to write about yesterday. Michael Finley getting honored, Johnny Davis putting up another fantastic game on a day. Michael Finley was honored and, there were some really great comments by Michael Finley in his, his pregame news conference with us. 
that kind of related to Johnny Davis. And I really wanted that to be the focus of my story, which it was down deep. Um, just felt like I couldn't ignore the the Juwan Howard aspect. And, and that's the shame. It felt like it was what happened after the game ruined um, what was a pretty spectacular day in Wisconsin um, program history. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that for sure. Jim Polzine, thank you so much for taking some time. I'll get you on again and we'll actually do like a, cause this is more of a, uh, you know, just talking about that. Yeah. That no, I appreciate it. Love, love to talk a little bit more with you, kind of about your your career and stuff uh, in another podcast someday. Yeah, would love to. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it, and, and good luck with this thing. All right, thank you. That's Jim Polzine, Wisconsin State Journal, talking about that incident yesterday at the Kohl Center. Uh, what a crazy, crazy incident. And uh, Juwan Howard, to me, just end of the regular season, that's five games, according to Jim. That's what should be happening to Juwan Howard. Um, and th the excuse that you know, he was upset. He was frustrated. Okay. There's no doubt he was frustrated. What he doesn't understand is partly his role in his own frustration. And that role would be pressing with 15 seconds to go and forcing the Badgers to not put their players in a, you know, precarious situation. So Greg guard calls timeout. So part of his own anger, he created right there. Number one, Number two, that carried over, obviously, when he pulls the mask and says he's going to remember that. Then guard tries to stop him. Then he, then he just lost it, honestly. Whatever anger he was having, he lost it at that moment, like when guard touched him. And all of a sudden, that turned into some big deal when those two have embraced before. In fact, guard has touched his arm before. I've got a video I can show you right now if you want. If you're watching on Spotify, let's just do it anyway since we have the time. Um, this is from Zach Halprin. And let me bring it up. I'm just afraid my my camera's going to get all weird on me. But here we go. Uh, can't imagine why guard, uh, what did he say? Can't imagine why. Okay. Guard thought he might be able to talk with Howard after the game, writes Zach on his tweet. And then uh, it's a video that is uh, of those two guys. Right here, just uh, embracing each other after, before games. Like what gave guard the idea that he could touch it right to there, Dimitri, touch another coach. I mean, how, how dare he, how dare he? Right. So that just to me, didn't make much sense um, from Juwan Howard's perspective. And then, and then add on top of all of this. And I don't, I'd honestly, like if, if a Badger coach had done this, like, I think you'd almost have to feel the same way because then on top of all that, then Howard actually physically takes his hand and swings at somebody else. Like, I don't know how he can't see how he's in the wrong in a, in a lot of these things. And it, honestly, I think the 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 anger and the frustration blinded him to, to almost everything he did. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't doesn't come with consequences, which it should. And he should be gone for, in my opinion, five games. I think what Jim said, probably two from the league and two from the um, university would be would be the right way to go. But this is just an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, situation that I can't believe uh, actually happened. And Juwan Howard is, in my opinion, at fault in almost 99.9% .9 of it, right? Like everything was was done from, you know, his own choosing. So I don't know. It was just a, a weird situation for sure. A reminder, Ian's Pizza Bracket Contest. Go sign up right now. 
because once the bracket starts, you can't get in and you can't win a 4K TV. And we're going to have bonus points each week. There'll be different uh, values of bonus points. I think it's two points week one, eight points week two, and 16 points week three. Listen to the podcast and add on to your bracket totals. And uh, what else we got? Scotty t-shirt number three. Oh, I never showed you the t-shirt. Dang it. Here. Oh, man. What am I doing? Here we go. Let's show the t-shirt. This is the t-shirt I'm talking about. Boom. I'm sorry for those on Spotify. I didn't do that earlier. Yeah, it's uh, this week's T-shirt is honoring the home city of your favorite Milwaukee basketball player. It's Athens, Greece, Force Green. Try blend. Go pick one up. 1999 at JohnCastPodcast.com. If you're watching on Spotify, it is right there. And uh, coming up in March here, right around the corner, me and Julio jumping on as a sponsor. All right, I'm done for this edition of the JohnCast Podcast. Thanks to Jim Polzine and thank you for taking some time to actually listen to this. I really appreciate it. See ya.